Hey, welcome to The Spirited Life, where I am working to take the woo out of the woo-woo and bring spirituality back down to earth. On this podcast, we talk about all things intuitive, intuitive development, psychic and mediumship understanding, mindset work, and of course, manifesting. I'm going to help you understand how to manifest the things that you want and stop manifesting the things that you don't. I'm going to teach you how your intuition works with you every single day, how you can tune into it and how to tune out of it. And for those of you that are wondering what it's like to be a medium or how to enhance your psychic gifts, I'm going to help you with that too. But I'm going to do it in a way that brings it all back down to earth. My mission is to help you live a more spirited life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Spirited Life with me, your host, Ashley Strong from lightloveandspirit.com, your go-to source for all things spiritual understanding, intuitive development, manifesting mindset, and just living a positive conscious, spiritually guided lifestyle. So for those of you that don't know me, or maybe this is your first time listening to the show, um, I am a medium, intuitive development teacher, and spiritual, I guess, if you will, coach. Um, And when I say spiritual coach, what I really mean is I teach people how to live a conscious, more guided guided by your intuition, type of life. I teach people how to tap into their spirituality, and I really work to bring spirituality back down to earth. Um, And the reason that this is so important to me is because when I was learning to develop my intuition, and really when I was learning how to be a happier person, because that didn't come naturally to me um, when I was younger, I would go to websites to try to learn and to try to understand And it was all just a little too woo for me. It was a little too out there. I had a hard time following. I had a hard time understanding. So what has been really important to me since day one is to make this this conscious living, this spiritual lifestyle, this intuitive development, whatever you want to call it, I want to make it understandable and more importantly applicable for everyone in their entire life like i talk to my kids about this stuff and i make sure that they can apply it to their lives and when i talk to friends you know i try to explain it so that they can apply it to their lives when i talk to people that don't care or understand or want anything to do with this i still try to give them perspectives and ways that they can look at their lives that they could maybe take one or two of these principles and apply it to just feel a little bit more happier, feel a little bit more in flow. So that's a little bit about me, what I do and why I do it and how I do it. But that being said, you guys, today's episode is not so much about developing your intuition or even about how to talk to spirit, right? Or or even about mindset. It's really not about any of that. But what it is about is finding psychic red flags, okay? Or 
just noticing red flags from be it coaches or anyone that you know is intuitive or a medium or whatever i want to give you guys this information because it's really important and i'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me and how i got taken advantage of um it's happened to multiple of my clients and it really is important to me because when i started this and i finally found someone that could help me and i've mentioned her before i try to give her as much credit as i can amanda meter her stuff was very down to earth and easy to follow as well and she had which i really appreciated a code of ethics on her website code of, I think it's called like psychic ethics or something like that. And I read through that and I really appreciated it because there is so much negative energy around the word psychic, the word medium. There's so much history around it and scammers and people who take advantage of other people, you know, all of that in the past. But things have really begun to change. And it's really important to me and my colleagues that we bring about a new a new narrative, right? Like we should all be using our intuition every day. We shouldn't only be relying on a psychic or a medium. And if you are, you know, that's something we get to talk about too. But we should be using our own intuition. And we should, when we do work with other people, you know, who tap in in different ways for us, we should know without a doubt that we can trust them. We should know that they have a high ethical standard. And so we have been working, you know, over, Amanda's had her website longer than mine. I think hers, I want to say 2013 or 14, I could be entirely wrong about that. Um, but since then she's been working to kind of chip away at the taboo around this at the the old paradigm around this right and so for me i've been doing the same since day one like if i am on a call with you and i don't know you can ask my clients if you ask me something and i don't know and i'm not getting anything never will i ever try to make something fit i will straight up tell you i don't know or if i do get something and it doesn't make sense to you I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to try to make it fit. I'm not going to try to mold it. I'm going to say, you know what? Here's what I get. It's not my job to filter it. It may make sense to you in a couple of days. It may not. But almost every single time when I do that, I have people come back with to me within a couple of days or a couple of weeks and send me an email or a text message and let me know exactly how that message fit. Now, we are breaking these walls down and i think a lot of people have been doing this because it's time because it's time that we all step into our truth it's time that we all learn about our intuition it's time that we all kind of step into this power that we all innately have we have the power to create our lives we have the power to tap into loving and supportive guidance that is available to all of us it's not just for special people. Now, there are people who can tap into different realms of that guidance or different levels of that guidance. But you guys, the people that are doing that have trained themselves. They've invested in themselves. They've put a lot of work and a lot of energy into getting those very specific and evidential 
messages. Like we don't just wake up one day and we're like, oh, you know what? I know exactly how to get the messages. I know what all of these different symbols mean. I know how to put all these different pieces of the puzzle together. I know how to give these accurate messages. It doesn't work like that. In the beginning for most of us, it comes through very fleeting. Like we get these, these visions or we get these messages and they're accurate or we're like, holy shit, did I just read somebody's mind? Or how did I know what the TV was about to say before it said it? Like it kind of freaks us out. And then when we try to do it again, intentionally, we're like, oh, well, I guess I was just crazy. And then it happens again. And then we try again intentionally. And oh, I was crazy. And it's this very flip flop thing until we fully decide to step into it, embrace it, learn about it. And that is when our intuition becomes beautiful. That's when it stops being overwhelming. That's when it stops being, you know, weird to us or scary to us or overwhelming to us. When we fully decide, okay, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to step into this. Whoever's up there, please guide me. Please show me the way. I don't want to be scared. I want to utilize this, but I want to do it safely. And when we start taking those intentionable, in, intentionable, guys, I made a new word. When we start taking those intentional and actionable steps towards developing and learning and expanding and growing our intuition, then it becomes really beautiful. But it's it's a process, you guys. And that is another podcast that I want to record is about, um, you know, patience and control and, and letting go of control and all of that. And I think that's going to be another episode. But the reason I'm kind of going off on this tangent is... <clears throat> Psychics don't usually, I mean, there's an exception to every rule, right? But psychics, mediums, intuitives, they don't usually wake up one day just knowing how to give a reading or how to give accurate messages. It takes work. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes education. It takes trial. It takes error. It takes practice. So for anybody out there struggling with this or thinking, you know, like, maybe I am crazy. I thought I was intuitive, but maybe I'm crazy. No, babe. Just it takes time and patience and investing in yourself. And, you know, I can't tell you, you know, I worked with coaches. I was in memberships. I went all in. And luckily for you, you don't have to, like, go to the bottom of the Internet and, like, scrape the bottom of the barrel to find a couple of good things of information that are going to help you because, I have a course that, you know, has, I've taken every step of the way, every step that I've done that works, I put it in this course. I even tell you where I messed up, where I was doing things that I didn't need to do, where there are things that were holding me back. That's why I do and why I have the intuitive development course and continue to expand it every year, every other year, because I keep learning and I keep growing. And as I do, I want you to have that knowledge as well. So, Let's actually talk about these psychic red flags, okay? I want to start with my story because there are so many red flags in this story that I I couldn't see <clears throat> or chose not to or I was just naive. So I was 19 and my boyfriend had broken up with me. First of all, you guys, this story is so embarrassing. I have part of it on my blog um, about this story because I wanted to help other people. 
but it's so freaking embarrassing. But I'm sharing it in hopes that it will help someone else, okay? And today, I feel like, because I like to keep a little bit of humor in the show, I like to laugh at myself, and I like to be fully open and honest with you guys, I'm going to give you the whole mortifying story about how I totally got scammed from a local psychic, okay? So... I had always been interested in intuition. I was fascinated with it. I was fascinated with ghosts and mediumships and mediumship and psychics and all of that. But, and it had crossed my mind over my life. Maybe I am one of those people. And then, like I said, something cool would happen and then it would go away. So I was like, no, wishful thinking, but wouldn't it be cool if but those people probably aren't real. Like that was the conversations that I would have. Nonetheless, I was still very, very intrigued by spirituality and mediumship. And so I'm 19 and my boyfriend had just broken up with me and, you know, crushed my heart. It was bad. I loved him. He broke my heart and I was sad and it was written all over me. It would not take a psychic to see that I had a broken heart. Like, you know, I was not eating. I was crying all the time. My face was swollen. I probably just looked terrible. Like I was just going through, I was going through it. And I just was so desperate that I wanted to know that everything was going to be okay. Honestly, I wanted to know if we were going to get back together. That's what I wanted to know. I know, I know, you don't got to say anything. I can hear people laughing on the other end of this. I know. So I find a lady locally and I looked up reviews and she actually had pretty good reviews. Um, but, you know, so she had pretty good reviews. So I made the appointment. And I, it was $75 and I went to this place and it was, it was strange to me because it was a, it was kind of a commercial looking home on a really busy street and half of it was turned into an office and half of it was her home. And inside her home were like these golden fountains and it was just very, all very like new and interesting and you know just like oh well well look at that that's cool I've never seen that before so when it's fine I sit in this waiting room and when it's finally my turn to go in we go in or I go into this tiny little room and she's got candles everywhere and there's literally a crystal ball on the table with not, I am not saying anything about crystal balls. I have a tiny little rose quartz crystal ball. Um, I don't use it for visions. I know some people do. It's called scrying, and that's something we can get into another day. I am not dissing crystal balls. I am not dissing any tools. I'm just saying it was a very stereotypical-looking psychic room, if you will. And I didn't get good vibes from her, you guys. As soon as I sat down, I didn't know it was my intuition, but I caught the worst vibes. Like, I was cringing inside and I was like, this is uncomfortable. I shouldn't be here. I don't want to be here, but I'm here and I need to know if this boy is going to love me again. And so there was no reading 
So here's your first red flag. There was no reading. There was a bunch of questions about me, which is like the first real no-no. Um, if I'm ever doing, if I do a reading for people, a full session reading, I give them the opportunity to ask up to three questions. Okay, that's my thing. You can ask me up to three questions. I'm not asking anything about you besides your name. And that's for the, you know, it comes through on the email. You can ask up to three questions. And if you want a loved one to come through, this is for me, this is how I work. You may, you do not have to, none of this is obligatory. You may give me their first name or their relationship. I don't even want both. I don't want a ton of information because I want everything that I do to be ethical. And so I tell people you have this option. You do not have to ask me anything. If you don't want to, we will just do a general reading. We will see what comes up and who comes through. And honestly, I rather I would rather work that way because I believe that our spirit guides, our spirit team bring through what we need to know versus our questions are going to be what we think we need to know. Does that make sense? So back to her. First red flag. She is asking me so many questions about myself and I'm just rambling off and inside my head I'm like, you know, this probably like isn't how psychics are supposed to work, but it's my first experience and here we are. And $75 for me, you guys, at 19, like that was a lot back then. You know, like that was a lot. I was, I think I was living on my own or I was about to move out and yeah, I was, I, I was living on my own. I had my dog. So I was living on my own, you know, $75 back then was a lot of money to me. And so I'm just rambling on and on. This woman lights a candle, does not give me a reading. And instead here's red flag number two. So red flag number one is if they're asking a bunch of questions about you, if they are a medium or a psychic, unless you're going to them for something very specific and you have made it clear that you want insight on this very specific thing, they shouldn't be asking you any questions, okay? Other than like, how's your day? Are you having a good day? Just to make nice, right? To make conversation. So question number, or red flag number one, are they asking you a bunch of questions about yourself? Why are they asking you questions about yourself? Are they asking you for something that's important to you and then asking you why that thing is important to you and then giving you the reading? If you guys want to talk about all these things after the reading, perfect. Or even like almost all the way through the reading, if it's coming up and you feel inclined to share, perfect. But it shouldn't be happening before your session. This is what we call cold reading, okay? So I've, I used to do um, readings. I used to do fairs and conferences at a place that is very well known, um, and I used to do readings there. I stopped doing readings there because, one, it felt it didn't feel ethical to me. Like, I gotta be honest with you guys, it did not feel ethical to me. It was, they had these people paying like 40 or $50 for a 20 minute reading, which if anybody's ever had a good reading and like, I mean a full session reading, like an hour, hour, 90 minute reading, then you know that really you kind of get into a good flow 10 to 15 minutes in. 
And so I felt like every time I was like giving these people, you know, a really good reading and I was giving them what they needed and the person's crying, the people that were running the show would come in and say, okay, 20 minutes is up, time's up. You got to go. Next person's coming in. And that didn't feel good to me. That didn't feel ethical. That's not why I do what I do. I don't do it to like make a quick buck. I do it to actually help people. Yes, I get paid in exchange. There is an equal energy exchange in what I do, but that's because I do this full time and I do have bills to pay and a family to support. And I do believe that good people, and I want you to ingrain this into your mind, good people get to do good things with money. Good people get to be of service. And there's no more of this like old story of, you know, struggle, the, the starving artist. I fully believe that whether you're an artist or whether you are working from your soul or whether you're creating or whether your, your passion is, you know, being a math teacher, whatever it is that speaks to your soul, you should be able to live and live your passion. Does that make sense? Okay. So where is I going with this? Sorry, guys. So, so some, so I was doing these conferences and it was like, okay, 20 minutes, you're up. Next person, next person, next person. And that already didn't feel good to me. But my husband was encouraging me because he's like, you know, it's good exposure for you and, and you like being there. And I did like the place. But then what really got me was when I didn't have a client and I'd sit and kind of like listen to the other people. And this is probably going to piss a lot of people off, but it's not my job to cover up for people that are taking advantage of other people. So sorry, not sorry. It's my job to put good out into the world. It's my job to tell people when they're being taken advantage of by people who claim to be working with spirit, right? So sorry, not sorry. This is about to make a lot of people mad. But I heard other psychics, intuitives, readers around me saying, okay, give me a piece of your jewelry. Who did this jewelry belong to? Why was it important to you? And tell me a little bit about that person. And then giving this person a reading based on that attacking or using their vulnerabilities and their body language to give this person a reading. That is not ethical to me and I don't vibe with it and I don't appreciate it and I will call somebody out. Sorry, I get so riled up about this, but it's it's important to me. And then there would be other people that, you know, you can take one look at them and see that they're in pain. And then I would hear the person say, oh, you're in pain right now, obviously. And just things like that. So your, your first red flag, you guys, is if they're asking a lot of questions. They shouldn't be asking you a lot of questions before you're reading. Your second red flag is if they're, they're not even really giving you... No, your second red flag... Your first red flag is your intuition. How does your body feel when you're working with this person? It's normal to be nervous. It's normal to be excited. It's normal to have like a ton of emotion come up even before you start the reading. You would be so surprised at the amount of people that get on the phone with me 
and just start crying and they don't even know why <laughs> they're like laughing and crying and they're like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's happening. Well, when you are in a truly, truly open and receptive state and you truly want healing and you truly want messages, even if you don't know what those healings or messages are around, your spirit knows and your spirit is ready. And a lot of the times your spirit's like, oh my God, I'm so glad we're here. And you're flooded with emotions. That's normal. But what I mean by your intuition is when, like I did, when I sat down and I was like, this feels grimy. This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good to me. And so I, you know, that should have been my first red flag. My second red flag was her asking me a bunch of questions. The third red flag is going to be if they're not actually reading you, if they're looking at you and looking at your face and watching your body language, like be cognizant of this stuff. A good a good um, medium should not be worried about, you know, should not be even looking at your body language. And that's another question that I get. People ask me all the time. They're like, well, you know, do you, do you do in-person readings? Well, I do, but I don't like to. I don't like to do in-person readings because one, I would just rather be in my own space where I'm comfortable. It's easier for me there. I can more easily connect because I'm comfortable, um, but I will. I've done many in-home readings. I've done group sessions. I've done all of that, but people ask me about doing in-person readings and I say, I don't like to because of this because I don't want to see your your response. I don't want to see your body language. I don't want to see how you're reacting to the messages that are coming through. And that's why I usually don't do video unless somebody requests it. Because for me, it's about ethics. And I don't want to see if something I says triggers you. I don't want to see if something I say you you totally get excited about or you don't get excited about. I don't want that because I want all, I want my ego 100% out of our readings. And I want it all to be led by spirit. I want it all to be led by your team, your loved ones, your higher self. And that's why you guys, like I, I, people are more aligned with it now. Like they get it when I explain it, but I don't like to do in-person readings because for me, and my really, really ridiculously high standard of ethics, I would rather not see your response. I would rather get your response after, right? And so I always tell my clients like, hey, you can talk if you want to because this is your session and you paid for it. Or like, you don't have to say anything at all. It's up to you. And you can ask anybody that I work with and that is the God's honest truth. I say, you can say if you want, talk if you want, don't say a word if you don't want to. I'll catch up with you at the end. And the only thing I'll ever say is like, you know, are you following or, you know, does this make sense? And if somebody says no, I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. I'm not going to try to change it. I just, I just check in. Right. And so, um, so that's the other one. So just, and it's not a red flag that someone is doing in-person readings. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get that confused. Like plenty of people do in-person readings. I think it's fine. 
for me, it's distracting. For me, I can, my ego can step in and I can get a little um, in my head versus being in spirit. I hope that makes sense. I'm, I'm not saying that, um, you know, in-person readings are a red flag. What I am saying is pay attention to if someone is reading your body language, okay? And so let me get back to my story. I digress, but I'm, I'm trying to give you guys a lot of good information here. So I go to this woman, I sit down, she asks me all these questions, she lights a candle, she takes one look at me, and she says, you are cursed. You are cursed in love, and you have always been cursed in love, and that is why your love life has been in such shambles. You guys, I'm 19 at this point, 19, a child, and she's like, you're, you're cursed, and you will always be cursed unless you let me remove this curse for you. And I'm like, oh God, a curse? How did I get a curse? Who put a curse on me? Are curses real? I mean, they must be real. Like I'm sitting here talking to a psychic. She must know about curses. And if she's telling me I have a curse, then she must know how to, how to remove it, right? Like, and if I don't pay her, and even if I don't believe in this curse, but what if I do have a real curse and I don't pay her, is she gonna like double curse me? Like, how does all this work? I had no effing idea. So she asked me for $600 to remove the curse. <laughs> God, I know there are people who have had this, like a very similar experience and they're probably like, damn it, I didn't have a curse. You don't have a curse. No one has a curse on them. You do not, okay? Let's just clear that up right away. Um, that's like a huge red flag. If anybody ever tells you you have a curse on you, you do not have a curse. You do not. Now they can curse at you. They can say negative things about you and towards you. But is that gonna stick in your life if you don't allow it? No, because of free will. We've already talked about that in another episode, right? Um, because it's your life, it's not their life, right? And honestly, now that I know what I know, I believe that if anybody's trying to curse you because of the law of attraction and because that is where their energy is um, focused, that's what they're going to get. It's coming back to them. It's not going to you. And it's not car called a curse. It's called karma. And she's a bitch. And she's going to come after you if you try to freaking curse me, right? So anyways, she told me I had a curse. She asked me for $600. and I said, I don't have $600. And me being 19 and naive, I said, but I have 400. And she said, okay, I'll take it. Bring me $400 back next week and I will remove this curse for you. I'm like, all right, you know, like, I guess I got to do it. You guys, this is so embarrassing to be putting out to the general public. Okay. Um, so I hope that you don't <laughs> judge me. Like I judged myself in the past. So I, the week passed, I got paid, whatever. I went back, knocked on her door, gave her the $400 in cash and she just took it. And then here's where it gets really embarrassing. Like really embarrassing. She took my $400, didn't say thank you asked me what it was for. I reminded her. And then she said, okay, I placed an order it out back. Can you go get it for me? 
you guys, that is so <laughs> degrading and rude and frankly ballsy. It was on the other side of town in rush hour. Like it was such a ridiculous ask. But I was 19 and I was so afraid that if I didn't go get her out back, she was going to double curse me. And we didn't have Uber Eats back then. So my naive, taken advantage of little self went across town, got this woman's food, delivered it to her like I was a delivery person, didn't even get a tip for it. And I never heard from her again. I called her multiple times asking if we were going to have another reading, if there is anything I need to do, and she said, nope, I lit a candle for you, curse is broken. Now, did me and that boy get back together? Yes, we did, and we got married, but it wasn't because of her curse removal. It wasn't at all. And so here's your, like, here are your list of red flags, okay? Gosh, that is mortifying. I cannot believe I just told you guys that. I've only told like one or two of my clients that. I don't even think my husband knows this. So here's your red flags. One, and I'm not even going to do these in any particular order because I'm thinking of a lot of them right now. One, if somebody reaches out to you on Facebook or Instagram or social media and says they want to give you a reading, they have a reading to give you and, you know, they have all these messages for you and yada, yada, yada. It happens in Facebook groups all the time, and I've noticed it happening on Instagram a lot too. Just say no. They are not trying to give you an accurate reading. They're going to want you to pay them. They're going to want you to give them, like, whatever, wire transfer. I don't know. And you're probably not going to get a good reading. But you may. I highly doubt it. But here's the thing. Those are the scammers. Those are the ones to watch out for. And if somebody really, if somebody is very intuitive and they do have a message to give you, you better 100% believe that person is just going to give you the message. They're not going to ask you for anything. They're not going to reach out to you and say, hey, I have a message for you, but first you have to pay me. No. If I get something for someone like my friends or clients or people that email me and I'm typing to them and information's coming through, I'm not charging them for that. I'm just giving it to them because it was meant for them because spirit wanted them to have it. And if we were led to each other and connected in that way, and I was pulled so strongly towards that person, then I'm going to give them that message. I'm not going to ask them for anything. Sure, if they want to come back and work with me in the future, great, but that's not the intention. The intention is I have this message. It's supposed to be delivered to you. Here you go. It's already coming through. Why the hell would I charge for it? So please, 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 if somebody reaches out to you and says they have a message for you and they want to give you a reading and all you have to do is wire transfer, give them your Venmo or whatever, do not do it. That is a red flag. I have people ask me, clients, readers all the time, they'll send me stuff and they'll say, hey, does this look legit to you? And I will tell them yes or no. I've said yes before. Most times I say no. So if you guys, like anybody listening to this, if you have a question about whether somebody's legit or not, please send me a message and I will, I will give you my honest opinion. Okay. So if somebody reaches out to you, says they have a reading for you, major red flag. If someone tells you that you need to act fast and there's a curse or any, any kind of language that involves the word curse, run. 
just like to block them, run, do not work with that person ever, please. They are completely 100% scamming you, okay? If somebody is reading your body language, cold reading, um, I know this, this, this is the one that really gets me and is really tricky because like I do, like I said, I do think that in-person readings are fine, but I do know of a lot of um, well-known psychics, I'm not going to name names on here, well-known psychics that do use cold reading and they've been caught cold reading so many times. So for me personally, if I'm getting a reading for myself or if I'm give, giving a reading, I prefer just over the phone audio. That That's my preference. That doesn't mean that somebody is a red flag if they want to meet with you in person. I cannot, you know, like reiterate that enough, but be mindful of their eyes and how they're watching you and your body language and how many questions they're asking you. Like, just be mindful. Okay. Now, what else? What's some other red flags? Um, anybody that's like telling you, you have to keep coming back and paying them more and more and more is a red flag. Like, I do a reading with somebody, I'm like, okay, you you can ask my clients. My clients will be like, okay, can I get another reading in a week? And I usually say, I wouldn't suggest it. Like, I don't, I'm not going to have a lot to tell you because your team comes in and they tell you what you need to know and what's important. And then you need time to integrate that. And so I would say three months in between full session readings at the very least. I usually tell people like four to six months. Okay. So just, just know that if you have a psychic or a medium or an intuitive that says like, okay, well, you know, I gave you this reading, but you got to come back next week for another reading and you got to pay me this. And, and especially, especially be cautious of anybody who is giving, who's asking for your money and not giving you anything in return. Like if they're not jumping on the phone with you or they're not giving you, you know, a write up or a course or some homework or something like, please, please save your money. Okay. There are many, many true, good, ethical, well-intending intuitives, psychics, and mediums out there. And if you need help finding one, even if it's not me, I will point you in the right direction. Okay. I've worked with I paid someone like $400 for a full session reading. She's a, um, a pretty well-known psychic. And I had no problem with that because that, that really is standard because of the energy and the wait list and everything that goes into it. And my reading was pretty good. I've paid a really cheap, in my opinion, like she should be charging more because she is phenomenal at what she does. But she doesn't fully believe in herself. I've paid really cheap for a reading and then doubled like the price of her reading as a tip because that's what she should actually be charging. And her readings are phenomenal. I've worked with people that were not so good that I was kind of like, meh. I've worked with people and I, I can see how this could work for other clients that maybe are working on their intuition, but I've worked with a medium who gave me a very small reading and the other half of the reading had me me doing the reading for myself, which I can do anytime. That's not why I paid you. I paid you because I want you to do it because I want to hear what I'm not hearing. 
right? And so there's all different levels. There's all different types. There are people who work with cards. There are people who just do mediumship. There are psychic mediums like me who do both energy and mediumship. There are people who work with, you know, different tools and modalities, and that's all fine. Those aren't the red flags. The red flags are the character. And that's kind of what I'll leave you with today is, <clears throat> well, first, I was inspired to do this particular podcast because I had a troll on my YouTube um, channel yesterday, actually. I guess you can say I officially made it, right? Like if somebody's trolling me and they're taking time out of their day to degrade me and belittle me and be, you know, just nasty, then like I made it. Um, we were joking with a friend of mine and colleague who just had her Instagram account like duplicated. And we were like, oh, well, you know, like you officially made it. If somebody wants to copy your work and impersonate you, then you must have made it. And I'm just joking, you guys, but this person yesterday got on, and I really haven't had this happen a lot because I fully believe that my heart and my intentions speak louder than anything. But I haven't had this happen a lot, but there was someone trolling my YouTube channel yesterday and, you know, was like calling me a scammer and telling me I was a POS and, and all of this. And I don't know, it was just, it's pretty crappy, especially because I don't even think he realized that he's commenting on a video or videos that I'm providing free information to, not even asking for anything in exchange. I'm literally just giving free information to people who want to learn and develop. So that was kind of humorous to me. But I was sat back and I was like, no, like I'm not. And he really didn't get to me. Like it, it triggered me for a second just because I'm a human and I'm a Pisces and I'm sensitive. But I was like, no, like he's he's so wrong. And I felt his pain immediately. And I was like, I wonder, you know, if he had a lady like the lady that I went to, I wonder if somebody scammed him or I wonder if he's hurting or I wonder if, you know, I wonder what has happened to cause him to take time out of his day to be this mean. Right. And I was like, no, I have three or four articles on my website about red flags and how to spot them. And I've been doing this work and like breaking things down for years now, trying to show people that there is good and true intention in this. And it's so healing. It changed my whole life. I would not be putting myself out here as a psychic or medium if I didn't believe in it because like, you know, there's a lot of judgment that comes with it. And so you kind of have to fully believe in it and be brave enough to put yourself out there to say like, hey, this is what I do and I want to help you do it too. So I was thinking this morning about doing a different podcast. And as I was driving, I was like, no, we get to talk about red flags. And so here, here are your psychic red flags. And, you know, when I think about that lady that took advantage of me and I had a client that this happened to really bad, I'm talking really bad because they get in your mind and they, they, they use fear to manipulate you. And they tell you things that sound logical, but it's, they play off of your fears to manipulate you into doing what they want. And, and, and for a lot of, you know, psychics or scammers or whatever, they want you to pay them. 
They may be intuitive. They may be mediums. I don't know. But I know that when they're giving you information like your curse and like you have to continue to pay them if you want more or you have to continue to pay them if you don't want this curse to reattach to you, bullshit. Okay? They're not using their intuition and they're definitely not working in the light. And they're definitely not looking at this as sacred work like I do and many of my friends and colleagues do. So a long time ago, I heard this saying because I always try to give like homeless people, me and my son make like bags to give to homeless people with like food and socks and even like we write cards and stuff to put in there and um, my friends and family joke on me, but whatever, like I do it. It feels good. I feel like I'm helping someone just a little bit and I care. I want them to know that they're cared about. And I heard a quote that said like, give a homeless man a dollar or something like that, or give a homeless man $20, and he can spend it on whatever he wants. But it doesn't show anything about your character, but it shows a lot about his character, or something like that, right? I'm I'm not quoting it perfectly. But when I think about these people who are taking advantage of other people in any kind of way, you know, scamming, or, you know, we can even say the media, or whatever, but we're talking about psychic red flags today. Your character is good. Your character is pure. You went there with full intention of getting healing, getting insight, shifting your life, whatever the case may be. So you paying someone to help you and then them taking advantage of you shows you their full character. It says nothing about you having a bad character. Okay. So any questions about psychic red flags or anything like that, you let me know, Ashley at lightloveandspirit.com, and I'll be happy to take a look and help you. Bye. Working with my intuition has changed my life and it is so much fun, but it's definitely been a journey. I get people asking me all the time how I got to where I am, how I knew how to trust, how I let go of that fear, and how I learned how to embrace my intuition while also learning how to manage it so it didn't control my gaze. And I am happy to tell you that I have the Intuitive Development and Progression Program. It's over 40 videos includes how to work with each of the individual clairs plus how to manage them as well so they're not taking over your days empaths you know exactly what i'm talking about so if you guys are interested in learning how to develop your intuition on a way that works for you and that you can embrace throughout each and every day and carry into readings or more psychic development work if that's your jam, please join me in the Intuitive Development and Progression course. Today I have a 25% off code for you and that code is IDP. 25. Just enter it at checkout and you're going to get a pretty big discount, 25% on the intuitive development and progression course. Again, that code is IDP25. I promise you it will change your life. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Spirited Life podcast. It was so good to be here with you today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, if you're craving more on spirituality, intuitive development, mediumship, or just 
really understanding who you are on an energetic level, please check me out at lightloveandspirit.com. It is your go-to resource for all things spirituality, mindset, and intuitive understanding. And remember, if you're ready to tap into your intuition, join me in the Intuitive Development and Progression Program. This program has over 40 videos, multiple bonus courses, and you get a complimentary coaching call with me. It dives into all the different clairs, how to work with them, how to manage them, how to tune in and out of them, how to work with your spirit guides, and so much more. And if you're beyond that, if you already understand all of that, how to tune into your intuition and how to manage it, then I invite you to check out Mediumship Diving Deeper, where you can learn how to utilize your gifts and actually start getting those evidential messages that make clear sense for you or for other people. And remember, intuitive development isn't just for the person that wants to become a psychic or a medium or thinks that they have gifts. We are all intuitive beings. We are all energetic beings, which means we all have the ability to tap into this at any given time. The difference is we don't all receive in the same way, which is why the intuitive development course breaks it down into clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. So that yes, you can utilize your intuition to tap into spirit, or receive messages, but really your intuition can be utilized throughout each and every single day, whether it's in your career, your relationships, your interactions, or the choices that you get to make. So with that, I am out and I hope you all have the most beautiful day. I love you. Bye.